This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So we hear that Africa uh, financial heads, uh, those of minds, uh, financial minds, will be gathering here. Uh, the most influential stakeholders here in the uh, financial sector will be gathering here uh, to discuss African finance. Uh, this morning, we take a look at how then we are set to benefit as Africa uh, from uh, these discussions here. We'll also look at the challenges, right, in terms of the financial industry in Africa, where it finds itself uh, right now, those opportunities uh, that lie, and how then we can also I just tend to benefit from uh, this as a continent. Uh, Kelvin Chisanga uh, comes through to help us look at uh, really uh, this uh, particular uh, summit here. And we're hearing as well that uh, despite uh, the macroeconomic challenges uh, that have been experienced by various of these countries on the continent, uh, the African financial leaders are optimistic, right, uh, that we can turn a corner. Uh, we can tend to see a resilience as well uh, coming from uh, the financial sectors on uh, the continent. I'm here with Kelvin and you at home. You're welcome to form part of this conversation. Uh, this being on 0861-987-000. That being 086. Uh, yeah, those are our numbers. 0861 uh, They're on WhatsApp. I got confused by the WhatsApp line. So on WhatsApp, we're on 083-303-7093. So that's really behind uh, these particular platforms. There by X, you find us uh, there there by at Power FM 987 at underscore railing behind uh, the hashtag PowerZone uh, this morning. Kelvin, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, dear listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you very much, man, for always uh, giving us your time. Uh, really, when I was looking at it, I was not even sure if uh, this summit has passed or it's something that we are working uh, towards. Uh, tell us about uh, the Africa Financial Industry Summit. Uh, where are we? Uh, where do we find ourselves? Uh, we're hearing as well that uh, these African financial leaders are optimistic that we really can get the best out of our economies as a continent. Okay, maybe to begin with, uh, we know that uh, the 2023 uh, financial summit actually took place just likely in November. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, there is another one that is going to take place this year. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know for sure that uh, the financial summit is where the, the head of financial institutions and uh, people that are also concerned or other stakeholders that are concerned with financial matters um, find time to congregate and um, start, obviously, they delegate a number of the issues regarding financial issues, uh, regarding on how they actually work around uh, certain key uh, financial and banking uh, aspects across Africa. Uh, obviously, we, we also know that uh, it's one of the biggest uh, meetings where uh, you know, financial key players in the finance and the banking uh, sector uh, basically uh, come together and uh, iron out or even deliberate um, a good way in which they should be able to work out. 
then maybe uh, it's an opportunity also for, for me to say yeah. um, a, a heartfelt con- condolences to a Nigerian um, uh, family uh, regarding the loss of one of the financial gurus who is the owner or who was part and parcel of the Access Bank. Uh, we know for sure that one of the one of our brothers who actually has been championing financial aspects uh, in Nigeria uh, with the Access Bank um, uh, actually had to find himself into an helicopter crash in America, California, mm-hmm. and uh, of course this is a chief executive officer for the group of Access Holdings. Uh, uh, and uh, obviously, it's not something that uh, is is a new uh, formula or new aspect to have one of us. Mm-hmm. It's a news that has come across, and this is a a, a, a company, a success bank, trying to acquire a lot of financial, uh, you know, uh, businesses across Africa. And we have seen even the aggressive action that uh, this success bank, uh, you know. A uh, group of companies trying to get into Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia, and few many others. Yeah, so at a point where we're thinking of financial expansion, we've got this backdrop. So it, it's my sincere hope that uh, as the Access Bank try to come to terms of the bad news that they experienced, uh, we would to continue championing uh, financial aspects around Africa. And um, it's also very good yeah. that we are able to see that Africa is emerging uh, with such potential around uh, expansion, around uh, uh, financial aspects in, 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 in totality. And also even just the issue of um, what the African market is facing with. We are now changing the narrative. Most of the African banks um, emerging to take over African countries, African businesses, I mean African markets, uh, where we are able now to see that the original African uh, companies are the one now taking the course around expansion in different African countries, especially on the financial side. We've got, uh, you know, our own indigenous banks taking over as compared to the yesterdays of backless from England and few many others. So now we've got originally African um, companies such as uh, FNB, Standard Standard, uh, you know, banks, uh, we've got uh, UBA Bank, we've got um, Echo Bank, all these are African countries that are spreading now across, you know, these are originally African uh, banks, which we are very much proud. Even when you look at the Eastern Africa, some of the banks like Standard uh, Bank are small in the highs of the Eastern Africa uh, because the original banks like uh, Equity Bank, uh, Diamond Bank, and a few other banks are taking over because of uh, 
the indigenous aspect which we have seen yeah. in most of these banks. So it is a progressive element that we're able to see in Africa, where African originally banks are the ones actually playing so big in the African market. And this is what we need to see going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, right? Uh, pushing to also just penetrate the globe and not just to have a view that is limited to uh, the continent. Hence, we see uh, most of these banks also having their footprints in, uh, you know, other nations and other parts of the globe. So kudos to them. I mean, are we talking about uh, the macroeconomic uncertainties, uh, the tensions in the financial markets uh, that sometimes would hold back uh, some of these economies on uh, the continent? And, and there's no doubt, uh, like you've mentioned uh, there, uh, that uh, the country or the continent, really, the country of Nigeria and the continent has uh, suffered a blow here in uh, the loss of uh, the CEO of Access Holdings, uh, Mr. Hibet uh, Hugwe. Uh, we're hearing that his wife and his son also were amongst those that died in that crash and condolences uh, really go to uh, Nigeria and to the Access Holdings uh, family uh, in terms of how then they're receiving uh, these particular news, but also hearing that it's not just uh, the Access Bank CEO uh, that uh, passed on in that uh, particular crash. We're hearing reports as well that Nigerian Exchange Group's former chairperson, Ambim. Bimbola, uh, Ogumbanjo, also being one of the people that died in that particular crash. So as we look at uh, this particular uh, summit and we look at uh, some of the role players here, it will really be fitting uh, that we remember those that have uh, passed on in this particular regard. But uh, really hearing here... Um, uh, Kelvin, that uh, despite uh, the macroeconomic challenges that I've mentioned uh, there, uh, we see about 95% of the financial industry leaders here are still optimistic about uh, the economic outlook, uh, you know, going into uh, the coming three years. Uh, they're saying that we can turn a corner. They're saying that as we look at uh, just welcoming and unveiling the third edition of uh, the Africa Financial Industry Summit uh, and, and then working with Deloitte there, uh, we can still see Africa becoming resilient and turning a corner where its financial or economic fortunes are concerned. Well, um, understanding that uh, man, many of the African countries are grappling with the, um, you know, national sovereignty, uh, sovereignty situation, mm-hmm. uh, situation where they have contracted debts from different multilateral mm. uh, and bilateral, even much more with eurobonds that we're able to see on their portfolio uh, books. Uh, you know, most of the financial institutional establishment are facing a challenge of limited in, in, uh, uh, operations within their mm. means because what has really been happening that much of the appetite for the African banks have actually been participating in government bonds, government securities, 
and you find that uh, there is a shift because obviously much of the government security uh, stock have actually not been uh, obliged by in terms of payment on times and even when it comes to the African countries, they are still negotiating how they should be able to pay the debts as regards to the stock of uh, debt portfolio uh, in the midst of the challenging world. Obviously, we know that uh, most of the African countries like Zambia, uh, uh, Ghana, Ethiopia, and a few many others are struggling now to make their repayment. Uh, maybe in the case of Zambia, we had a first situation in 2020 where we even reported on our repayment of euro bonds and a few many others. And much of the financial uh, establishment were also participating in some of these. So you find that it's a bit of a difficult situation that yeah. most of the countries um, are first with, and this is where the banks also could have participated. Uh, maybe if you were doing just now down to the case of Zambia, uh, there is even a directive by the central bank to actually make sure that the government deposits uh, are now deposited to the central bank as opposed to um, the a commercial bank. So being that the man that used to sit in com- most commercial banks, about almost like uh, 14 billion Zambian kwacha who have to go to the central bank uh, from different uh, financial institutions, meaning that they won't be able to have money of the government sitting in their respective banks. They want the money to be sitting right with the central uh, bank, which is the Bank of Zambia in this case. So certain changes that are taking place are also impacting the progressive uh, you know, development of uh, uh, commercial banks or financial institutions. So it's a similar pattern that is also taking place in most African, other African countries where uh, the, the financial institutions uh, now have to look at uh, creating innovative and diversity around their financial solution. And this is why we are ex- also trying to see how certain banks will be able to survive. Because yeah. if, when you look at the the deposit uh, requirements uh, for, for, for the bank to operate in most of the African countries, they are losing the reserve ratios. They are losing the monetary policy rate. They are losing the interest, the cost of doing business in most of the African countries. So we are at a point where the microeconomic challenges are also affecting the financial market in one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at a point where the market patterns in terms of uh, economic conditions are not favoring the, 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 the situation regarding financial establishment. And this is where we are at a point where we need to create a delicate, uh, you know, hacked in terms of how the market should be able to survive. And even when you look at the central bank's uh, you know, view in, in regards to interest rates, in regards to inflation, in regards to uh, you know, monetary policy stance, they are, they are working closely to look at how the financial market will be able to filter through. And much of the decisions are hindering so much uh, on, the, on the, 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 the way the financial market has to be perceived. So in the end now, you find that some markets, uh, players like, Small banks are not able to survive in, in the environment that we are creating uh, through some of the policies around central bank, 
you know, uh, enforcement. And in the end now, the market also is facing with a lot of challenge. And if you look at even just the way things are working out, the more we look at uh, raising uh, the policy uh, meaning that you're raising the cost of capital in most of the countries. And it's at the point where the African market is posed with a lot of opportunities around SME, enterprising, uh, development, and few many other you know, aspects that we can look at. And if you have to develop the system, a uh, very strong system in, in Africa, we need to look at how best can we have the cost of capital um, you know, being uh, within the limited or be within the the manageable uh, margins. So uh, the SME uh, or enterprising uh, society is, is able to actually access that cost of capital at a cheap, at relatively cheaper um, level as compared to what we have actually been seeing over time. So we need the financial market yeah. so to, to actually come up with the innovative, ensuring that they target the sector in a different manner. Where yeah. if, for example, uh, an SME is playing to energy or renewable energy, which is actually quite... Um, uh, you know, a topic of in, in interest, we should be able to see that the interest is actually supposed to be pegged differently compared to the agriculture sector, meaning that what we need mm. in Africa, we need a, we need financial establishment which should be able to look at uh, a different way in which they should be able to target the market and ensure that the interest apply differently uh, to various sectors so that we cannot just have a blanket cover around the the financial solutions. Uh, we need solutions that should be able to be applied differently so that we can actually yeah. uh, try to pull um, the interest that the SME is coming out or the, the enterprising development uh, in terms of entrepreneurship activities should mm-hmm. be able to actually fully participate into this and create appetite uh, regarding uh, the emerging opportunities that we are able to see within African markets. Yeah, and, and it all speaks to uh, issues of a conducive environment for a trade and how then uh, some of these economies would want to uh, feed into each other. You're right around uh, the cost of capital uh, that has to be looked into uh, the issue of infrastructure and the ecosystem uh, to ensure that the financial institutions thrive and are able to survive. Uh, that will have to be a consideration when you look at how then these uh, you know, financial industries Industry leaders will have to thresh out uh, some of these news going into uh, the year 2024. Issues of sovereign debt. Uh, that's a uh, yeah, that's a major one, a big challenge for uh, most of these countries. You've even given us an example of how Zambia is navigating this a big problem uh, and how then uh, you know these countries get themselves out of this trap will be very important also for the sustainability, future sustainability and independence of these countries uh, whereby the other generations, the coming generations will be able to enjoy the fruits of the economies and of these countries uh, without being compromised uh, by issues of a sovereign debt uh, that has ballooned over uh, the years. You're right uh, to look at issues of inflation and the likes and how then uh, these uh, issues of trade barriers uh, would have to uh, be attended to when you look at tariffs, uh, for instance. 
needs uh, that will have to be something that uh, is is discussed and, and it becomes important uh, here kelvin uh, because all of these uh, you know discussions and uh, this particular uh, summit here the african financial uh, summit it, it comes through at a time the african financial industry summit comes through at a time when there's a little bit of development we've moved uh, a bit uh, when you look at our ambitions coming out of the african uh, free continental trade area and that agreement that is uh, was signed upon by those on the continent and how then we also starting to enjoy the benefits as well of being a part of uh, the BRICS nation for some of those uh, nations on the continent that form part of uh, that particular uh, cohort so uh, would it then be important that we see uh, these industry leaders also look at opportunities coming out of after you see we, we need um, a very strong financial base in terms of mm. trying to champion this Africa free trade area. Yeah. And much more as we are creating the single market uh, within the continent of Africa, we basically need uh, uh, some relatively uh, seamless uh, transmission of mm. uh, uh, money from one point to the other. And if yeah. you look at the market in Africa, it's so fragmented to a point whereby we still have to look at uh, the dollar as the common yeah. currency. So the BRICS also is one element which is very critical, um, integrated into uh, you know, some of these aspects. And much of what we could also say that um, uh, I think Africa also needs to look at how best can we widen the basket around some of the uh, lo- local production that we basically need to go into. Like, for example... Um, Africa has most of its natural resource, which much of the much of the world mm. is um, requirement in terms of trying to work around maybe uh, making laptops, uh, tele- television mm. set, and few many others. The, the resource mm, for these raw materials, uh, basically in Africa. So it's at a time when you need now Africa to start strongly interpreting to validation and ensuring that some of the uh, key aspects that are being championed in, 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 in China and many other countries where they're doing a lot of manufacturing. We should be now able to attract uh, players to come into African market and establish uh, you know, manufacturing companies within Africa. So that whatever we are doing within Africa should be just direct going to the next door of manufacturing. So mm. that even when it comes to financial aspect or trade and commerce aspect, we should not be able to start going, uh, you know, from China coming to this interplay into that. We should just basically now try to rubricate the resources within Africa. You know, we're talking of money financing the projects within Africa, the projects that are being financed, uh, also working out to just push into the next door, uh, you know, uh, trade centers. And with the upcoming of the uh, the regional trade corridors like Lobito, uh, you know, the few, the few others that we're able to see within the African continent, uh, this actually marks 
and demonstrate uh, a commitment that Africa is now hoping to interact within uh, fellow Africans and it's able now to work around creating a common and symbiotic factor uh, ensuring that we are basically now championing uh, our own um, locally resourced uh, businesses and even when it comes to countries now they are adopting a system of local content policies, ensuring that they participate fully into industrialization and uh, ensuring that they are favorably standing in, in most of the regional markets, uh, you know, trying to champion it from there. And with the block market um, uh, groups like Tatic, uh, Comesa, ECOWAS, and Eastern African community, these are now coming together to ensure that we create that harmony and synergy across many African countries in terms of trying to see that uh, the trade value uh, within Africa is uplifted, uh, impacting positively to most of the countries, uh, making sure that the one single market uh, view uh, is something that yeah. actually is coming with a lot of uh, uh, solution uh, based from a complex uh, you know, um, sort of uh, situation. Uh, creating that uh, um, harmonized uh, focus, ensuring that uh, the African market and the African people are the one fully participating into the the, the the market system and pattern to a point where the financial market is quite critical because it's where we can actually now have money transmitted from one point to the other, speaking one language within the financial market. Yeah, no, uh, and also as I let you go, uh, Kelvin, it will become very important then uh, for us not to remove ourselves from the global environment and uh, looking at developments within uh, these financial sectors. Uh, we're talking uh, sustainable development, we're talking industrialization. Uh, so all of these conversations become uh, very important as we look at uh, building financial institutions that would then uh, be resilient and as that and really stand at the test of time because uh, we will need to keep also issues of the geopolitics into consideration and into mind and how then uh, those developments globally uh, tend to affect uh, you know the momentum in terms of building a finance, solid financial institutions that would stand the test of time in making sure that uh, these economies work for uh, for the continent. The geopolitics they need to be uh, under the spot light and discussed by uh, these global leaders when they meet at uh, this particular summit, the Africa Financial Industry Summit? Well, that is quite key. And uh, those are issues that we cannot mm. uh, overlook. Mm. Uh, obviously, when you look at the market patterns, the geopolitical issues, seeing much more the current tensions around Israel and Gaza, uh, around, uh, uh, you know, Russia and the, and, um, and the, and obviously the, the, the issue to do with the, what has been going on in terms of Russia geopolitical crisis. Uh, it, it is one of the biggest elements because sometimes uh, the certain regions are affected so much to a point whereby uh, the source of cash or source of financial resource can even just be coming from the, the advanced economy because of their favorable situation around, uh, you know, financing option. It becomes very difficult to 
scholars if they are faced with the uh, geopolitical tensions or the geopolitical issues uh, in their respective manner. And that also comes into it into our uh, you know, financial uh, opportunities that we need to actually foster from this index where when we are trying to champion uh, economic and productive investment activities. So the financial aspect, uh, uh, you know, is also hampered uh, from the geopolitical situation that uh, the world also is crippling. And if you look at even just the whole financial uh, system, uh, we do not just have a system where it, it operates in the vacuum. The rest of the world is also somehow interplaying. If you look at the critical element around the uh, Federal Bank of, uh, of U.S. Uh, Fed, uh, there are times where even when they hike the policy net, uh, going upward with their interest, it affects the whole market in, 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 in the world because the, the U.S. US uh, dollar is actually a uh, a sovereign debt that I mean a sovereign, a sovereign currency that actually interplays into many uh, countries and it's yeah. one of the, um, the strong um, heavenly uh, self heavenly you know element that we normally mm-hmm. use whenever we are holding the deserves outside and this actually plays a critical law um, in our trade pattern because the dollar is still used as a common carrier in most yeah. of African countries, in most of the global markets. Um, we are not yet to uh, to start using the Chinese yen, but obviously with the uptake of what is happening, uh, it will also be one of the reserves that will be able to be used as, as soon as we, we get to get things right. But as it stands right now, uh, whatever is happening in the advanced economy, uh, basically affects uh, the financial situation in Africa uh, because the source of capital comes sometimes from India, from, sometimes mm. from Europe, sometimes yeah. from South Africa, some, I mean, from uh, America as well. Some, all these are interplaying to the financial market. So there are times where you can get cheaper source of interest rates uh, from certain countries which are advanced and then they also pump into certain uh, countries in Africa. So this actually is does not operate in the vacuum. Uh, whatever happens in the, in the global market affects directly to this. And this can be considered to be a potential risk, actually, to the growth of certain economic uh, uh, challenges that we should be able to see on the table at country level. And maybe the, 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 the basis here is that uh, financial markets uh, in Africa are the chief anchoring or, um, you know, organs for production because without a strong financial and robust financial uh, framework, uh, most of the countries won't be able to achieve even their microeconomic stability. Mm. It's the financial market that actually interplays so strong in each and every country. If we destroy the financial situation around most countries, I think it would be difficult and challenging uh, for countries to actually attain their microeconomic stability. Kelvin, we always learn from you, man. Thank you very much for giving us your time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.